and welcome to The Second Floor, the official podcast of the Delaware Senate Republican Caucus. In today's episode, we are talking to Senator Bryant Richardson of the 21st District about the anniversary of the Roe versus Wade decision and legislation that he has recently introduced. I am here with Senator Bryant Richardson. Uh, yesterday, Senator, you held an event on the anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision here at Legislative Hall. Tell us a little bit about your event and your reflections from yesterday. Thank you, David. Yesterday was the anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision, the 46th anniversary, and I introduced two bills at that time. Uh, one is the Pain Capable Unborn Child Protection Act, and the other one is the Women's Ultrasound Right to Know Act. And those two bills, I think, will have a better chance to pass this legislative session because they were introduced at the end of the last legislative session, and there's really not time for adequate debate. You sounded like you had a pretty good crowd yesterday. Was it a positive environment uh, for you for the, for the event? Well, it, it was, and uh, the event originally was planned to be outside. The Senate pro tem leader, David McBride, uh, allowed us to use the Senate chambers, and I thank him for that. It was a cold day, that's it, for sure. It was a cold day, and, uh, you know, when uh, when we got inside, I think it, it was a lot better. We had, the, of course, a good sound system and all that. But, you know, I appreciate his, his willingness to, to let us have that that platform, so to speak. Um, we had members of the Delaware Right to Life. We had the Faith and Freedom Coalition that were also have, holding a rally uh, at the same time, so they were able to uh, to fill the chambers. And I saw a, a few pastors uh, there and a priest there, and uh, was encouraged by that. This is certainly a passionate issue, certainly passionate on both sides. Tell us a little bit about where, where you come from. This is an issue that's of great importance to you. Um, certainly by your legislative career, it's shown itself to be your primary mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? And, and talk to us about why you feel so deeply about this issue. Well, I think anyone who really looks deeply into the issue and reads the decisions of Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton and some of the later decisions, uh, Gonzalez, Casey versus Planned Parenthood, will just understand this. there's a stage in the gestation of the child when the child is fully able to, you know, has all its arms and legs and its brain is developing. And that's a time when I think that the child starts to feel pain at about 20 weeks. I think there's, a, there's numerous studies that show that this is true. And to think that we can allow the destruction of that child through dismemberment or through burning it through a saline solution, I think it's just a horror that a civilized nation should not allow. Let's talk about the pieces of legislation I individually. Okay, sure. um, the Pain Capable Unborn Pro Child Protection Act. This is a bill that has been introduced in many legislatures, has passed in several states. Mm -hmm. How do you go about convincing your legislators in Dover to come on board and, and support this legislation? I've always thought that as they're exposed to the same truth, 
the same reality that that I've been exposed to if they had the same set of facts before them that a lot of them would support this I mean we they would not want to see a toddler in a grocery store somewhere being abused even have its arm yanked by by its mother or its father but in this case that child is having its arms ripped off and the more that they realize that this is in actuality what is happening in this abortion process, I think the more people will line up and say, this is, this is not right. Take it a little bit further even. If you saw your neighbor, if you looked out your, your window and you saw your neighbor beating his dog, we have laws to protect. And we could call the authorities and say, you know, you can't do that. So why are we allowing it to take place and allowing the abortionists to have their way so late in the gestation process? Coincidentally, we, we've discussed this. There was a bill passed in the legislature that did mention the 20 weeks of, of, of gestation. Do you remember that bill? Yes, it was Senate Bill 3, and I think it was called the Lorenzo Law because there was a parents of a child who died either before it was born or shortly after it was was born at about 20 weeks. This allows the parents to be able to name that child and you know record its record its birth and its death. It was State Senator Nicole Poor that introduced that legislation on behalf of this child's parents. How does that impact the way you look at your legislation? I, I think it's it's another part of the argument that uh, of the personhood of the of, of the unborn. And once, I think it's even in Roe v. Wade, it says if the personhood is, of the unborn is established, then it has equal rights under the 14th Amendment. And it's your argument that because of that legislation that established the personhood of these children who unfortunately in tragic circumstances are not born, uh, stillborn children, uh, establishing their personhood at 20 weeks, you believe that that makes a strong case for your legislation? I think that it does because even when you look at Roe v. Wade, a decision made in 1973, it helps us to understand that once a personhood is recognized that that person has equal rights. Obviously, this is a big litmus test issue and has been for a long time on the other side of the aisle. And they would say, you are forcing women to give birth against their will. What do you say to that? You have to look at more than just the interest of the woman. You have to look at the interest of the unborn child, too. And at 20 weeks, this is a fully formed human being. In many cases, it's a very healthy human being. If you just wait a few more weeks, and it will be at the point of viability is the definition of viability. But even some children born at 22 weeks, they do allow for the medical advances to be taken into consideration as far as if the child can survive outside the womb and be considered viable. Moving on to your other your other bill, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that bill? It's the ultrasound bill, and what it does is requires the doctors to offer the pregnant woman an opportunity to see her child on the screen and to hear its heartbeat. The woman does not require to do that. She doesn't have to look, but. The studies have shown that 78% of women who are going in to have an abortion will decide against having that abortion after they view this information on the screen. 
So you're not mandating that women have to do this. No. This is just something that is offered to them in those circumstances. Right. And any doctor, I would think any responsible doctor would want his patient to have all the information that's available to make an informed decision. Why would a doctor withhold information from a patient when knowing that that patient later might regret that decision? Uh, what's been the feedback that you've gotten from le other legislators on this bill? Do you feel like there's any momentum building for a bill like this? Well, it's still early in the process. I've had a number of uh, legislators already add their names for co-sponsorships, but it's still very early in the process as far as educating the other legislators as to the extent of the bills. Okay, Senator Richardson, any final thoughts for the listeners as we talk about these two bills? I'm very hopeful especially that the ultrasound bill will pass because that will save almost four out of five babies. You know, it's kind of interesting that Senator Townsend last year in, introduced an in vitro fertilization bill, and in the synopsis it says that more babies born in Delaware will help the economy. <laughs> he said that 200 to 300 more babies could be born in our state and be a boost to our economy. Well, if we can save four out of five of these children and have probably more than a thousand births, just think of the boost that would have to the economy. So I think my job right now is just to educate the, uh, the other legislators and let them know just how serious the situation is and that you know it's time to make the judgment that life is precious and it's not just a potential life, it's a life with potential. Senator Brian Richardson, thank you for taking the time with us okay. today. We look forward to following you as these bills progress. Thank you.